This is the Riches from the Pages radio broadcast with evangelist Adam Borden, brought to you by Wahoo Baptist Church in Murrayville, Georgia. We invite you to join us for this time of mining the unsearchable riches of God's Word. And now evangelist Adam Borden. Thank you, Brother Les, and thank you, friend, for joining us once again here at Riches from the Pages. Now, if you've been listening here in recent weeks, you know that we have begun a study into the life of Gideon in the Old Testament in the book of Judges, chapter 6 through 8. Now, our initial study uh, dealt with in chapter 6, verse 11 through 16, on the calling of Gideon from the Lord. And then our second lesson message was found in verses 16 through 24 of chapter 6, and it dealt with the consuming of the flesh of the sacrifice and God's confirmation of his, his himself in verses 17 through 24. Now today, we're going to move right ahead, beginning in verse number 25 through verses 32. Now, what we're going to find here is that Gideon had a conflict with his father. So let's read our verses in the book of Judges in your King James Bible. We'll begin reading in verse number 25. The Bible says there, And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove that is by it, and build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place, and take the second bullock, and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove which thou shalt cut down. Verse 27, Then Gideon took ten men of his servants, and did as the Lord had said unto him. And so it was, because he feared his father's household and the men of the city, that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. And when the men of the city arose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was cast down, and the grove was cut down that was by it. And the second bullock was offered upon the altar that was built. And they said one to another, Who hath done this thing? And when they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, hath done this thing. Then the men of the city said unto Joash, Bring out thy son, that he may die, because he hath cast down the altar of Baal, and because he hath cut down the grove that was by it. Joash said unto all that stood against him, Will ye plead for Baal? Will you save him? He that will plead for him, let him be put to death whilst it is yet morning. If he be a little g god, let him plead for himself, because one hath cast down his altar. Therefore on that day he called him Jerub Baal, saying, Let Baal plead against him because he hath thrown down his altar. What an encounter that we find ourselves here in the book of Judges, chapter number 6. One of the, I guess, overlooked portions in the life of Gideon, this conflict with his earthly 
father. Now, God has come to him in the manifestation of the angel or the divine presence of the Lord himself. And we have heard and seen and read how God has a purpose in Gideon's life, but what it will take to accomplish that purpose is not just a decision to do the task, but it's also to destroy the idolatry from his life. And so God directs Gideon to take this step to destroy and throw down his father's altar. Now, it says in our reading here that it was the same night. All this was happening in a very short amount of time. Now, you and I could agree that it may be in our life long periods of time where we sent silence in daily prayer or in seeking the Lord. But once God begins to speak, it seems like he has opened up a curtain of view and, and, and opened up a stream of motion in our life. Now, notice now, this in verse number 25 is still just the voice of the Lord. We know in verse 21, as our previous study, that the angel of the Lord, or the divine manifestation physically unto Gideon, had vanished but the voice remained. Let me tell you once again, my friend, you may not be able to see God physically, but his voice remains. His voice in our spirit, his voice in his word. Now, I want to move quickly through our study today. In verse number 11 of chapter number six, when we first encounter Gideon, he is under an oak tree. Now, I believe it'd be reasonable to believe that that oak tree belonged to his father. That is, as it is uh, noted here in verse number 19, he had a grove of trees uh, which belonged to him that was beside his altar to Baal. Verse 25, we see that written. Now, uh, let me just uh, say this. We're going to talk about Baal for just a moment, but let me turn over to Romans chapter number 1, verse 21 through 25. Romans chapter number 1, verse 21 through 25. Now, you Bible scholars know where I'm headed to, if you know anything about the Bible. Because, it says there in Romans, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image make, made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever." Amen. Here we find that man has carried on with the practice of idol worship of a created little g God. Now, this little g idol God, Baal, B-A-A-L, was known as the universal God of fertility. 
He was known as the Lord of Rain and Dew. And in many uh, descriptions that we can find of Baal, it would appear that in sometimes he would have a man's body uh, that had possibly horns or the head of a bull or a ram. Uh, some scholars would tell us that it is sometimes that we find Baal synonymous with the Old Testament god Moloch or Molech, uh, which was a, a little g idol god uh, that demanded the bloodthirsty sacrifice of children, uh, if you will, live abortion. The children were, uh, in, in some accounts, were slain with knives or burned alive. But if they were slain with knives, their bodies were burned in sacrifice unto Baal. Their bodies were then thrown into a garbage dump in the, in the valley of Hinnom or Tophet. There we find in the, in the Bible just below the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. You can find reference to this, Jeremiah chapter number 7, verse 31, or chapter number 19, verse 5 and 6. This child sacrifice appeased the bloodthirsty demon gods of prosperity, sensuality, and fertility. This is all found in a book called The Story of Civilization, Volume 1, by Will Durant. You can also find some of this information on the website, hoshanarabba.org. It seems that Baal did not originate in Egypt like many idols and gods did, but he showed up there later. Uh, it is said that the worship of Baal uh, evolved into the Greek god Zeus and the Roman god Jupiter in this evolution of pagan worship. Today, we might find this worship of the creature and the creation more than the creator in things like Peta, P-E-T-A, or as I like to refer to it, people eating tasty animals. <laughs> uh, these are the granola folks in the woods screaming out apologies to old growth forestation. These are the tree huggers, the modern day Mother Earth people, the spotted salamander over the job site folks, uh, the idolatry in all forms of sensuality, in abortion in preference for a selfish lifestyle convenience, uh, uh, where this idolatry of self and of the creation uh, gives uh, monumental amounts of money spent and time designated unto its, uh, uh, unto its use and devotion displayed in all kinds of ways and indoctrination of people and children. They are, they are if you will, evangelists of their idolatry. And, and we've seen where some of, it, some of it has become governmental public policy. But God said unto Gideon, you get rid of it. Get rid of Baal. You throw down that altar of your fathers and you cut down the grove in verse number 25. And then he said, you're not going to have to get rid of it, but to do that, you're going to have to get real. He said, when you throw that altar down, you build my altar on this rock. Notice that it says this rock. I believe myself in the context of our account with Gideon, this would be the same rock as verse number 21, where he asked Gideon to lay down the meal of sacrifice that he laid, that he uh, requested. And he, and he brought fire up out of that rock to consume that sacrifice. I believe it could be my friend reasonable to say 
it would be, quote, this rock, verse 20, an ordered uh, place, it says in verse 25. There are specifics. He said, this is not a self-driven or a self-derived method for you. He said, you do it as I direct. The Lord, he said, capital L-O-R-D, thy God. And so Gideon is submissive and obedient. He throws down the altar. He cuts down the grove. He builds this new altar upon the rock upon the rock that is designated in the ordered place, and he offers up the second bullock of his father's sacrificial bullocks. And he burns the wood from that grove that he cut down to sacrifice that bullock. Hmm. It kind of reminds me First Kings chapter number 19, verse 21, when Elijah comes by and casts his mantle upon young Elisha. What did Elisha do as a symbol of his commitment unto the new way and the new calling and the new purpose of his life? He slew a yoke of oxen and he burned the yoke to follow that call. He left things behind, never to be recovered. But, Mm. Gideon, fear, fear was upon him. Fear is an early hallmark and a constant struggle that we see in the life of Gideon. Verse 15, he's afraid of God's plan. Verse 23, he's afraid of the realization of God's presence. Verse 36 through 40, he's afraid of God's plan and puts forth a fleece. Chapter 7, verse 10, he's afraid to go on God's errand. Chapter 8, verse 1 and 3, he's afraid of Ephraim's jealousy. And here in chapter number 6, verse 27, he's afraid of his father Joash and the men of the city. So he did the deed under cover of the night. So he got rid of the altar. He got real about it, and then he got ridiculed. The men of the city, they wanted to kill Gideon. It was reasonable fear of physical pain and harm to life. And next time we come back, we'll pick up on Gideon's life and the new name that he earned. Thank you so much, friends, and join us next time at Riches from the Pages. Our prayer is that the Word of God has done a work in you today. For more information on the ministry of Evangelist Adam Borden, go to evangelistadamborden.com spelled B-O-R-D-E-N, and click on the contact page, or you can call 615-785-5682. Join us next time as we find riches from the pages of God's Word with evangelist Adam Borden.